0: Welcome to the Prophet Podcast, everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long, with your host, Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Prophet Podcast. Hope you are having a fantastic Tuesday. It's currently Monday night, 11:18 p.m. Finished watching up that Kansas City Chiefs. New England Patriots game. Jared Stidham got in at the end, through the touchdown, then the interception. Uh, ugly game all around. We'll uh, get into that a little bit probably. Uh, Packers are still playing the Atlanta Falcons at uh, twenty-seven to sixteen currently. Rodgers is on a tear once again. Twenty-seven fantasy points currently. Aaron Jones once again doing pretty well. Todd really having a bit of a bounce back Got the second touchdown just a couple seconds ago. But man, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Fantastic. He's just been lights out so far this season. Still hasn't thrown an interception. Anyways, week four is pretty much in the books for the most part, so we can start unraveling it. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, it will probably be uh, uh, Tuesday after the final, final Monday night game. I mean, there are only 12 minutes left in that one. So we're going to get into some of the more heavily requested talked about players. Because I, I know we can go through every single matchup and talk about every single player. And some of you would probably like that. but I know you guys don't have unlimited time, and I don't either. So I want to talk about some of, the, some of the players that I find more, more not exactly important, but more, more needed to be talked about. Players that we may not know what to do with. So right off the bat... Melvin Gordon is coming off a monster week. Twenty-six fantasy points. Had the big touchdown run to seal the game. I think a forty-yarder. Now it is worth noting he has New England coming up, so you may want to temper expectations there. But I'm very high on Melvin Gordon with Lindsay uh, with Lindsay pretty much out for the foreseeable couple weeks. Uh, I know he is supposed to come back. Looking at week six. But there is a buy in week eight. So, you know, there's a chance he's out for a little longer than expected. Melvin Gordon, that's the first running back that I think is being criminally undervalued. Now, his value is going up because of this most recent game. And I was pretty high on him coming into the season. But if you've got Melvin Gordon, don't feel the need to sell high on Melvin Gordon. All right. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the theme of this show is basically going to be just because a player has a good game doesn't mean you have to sell high. All right, I see that so much. People say, "Oh, so and so had a good game. I'm going to sell them high." No, maybe you should just hold on to them because their good games aren't an anomaly. Jamison Crowder. I want to talk about him for a little second. Uh, the dude is a beast. I don't know what he has to do to earn fantasy football respect in PPR formats. When he plays, he's always just he he's he's so good. 13 targets in week one, came back week four with, after the injury, and 10 targets. PPR machine. Jameson Crowder, if you've got him, good job securing a PPR machine. Pretty late in your draft. Anyway, let's get into the real breakdown, the real beef of the show, why everyone is here, why everyone's listening. The player that has been pretty much requested every single video by, by dozens of you. It seems, like, it seems like every single person who follows this podcast owns this guy on their fantasy team. Not really sure how. But Kenyon Drake. Let's talk about Kenyon Drake because through the first 4 weeks, it hasn't just been bad. It's it's been it's been horrible. 14 points week 1. We said, "Okay, a little disappointing, but not too bad." I mean, San Francisco. That's a hard matchup. Okay, okay, let's go. Let's go to Washington. That should be better. 11 points. Um uh, a little uh, pretty disappointing. Well, Detroit, he's going to go off against Detroit. That's the easy matchup we're waiting for, eight points. All right, but now Carolina, that's the worst run defense in the league. He's here, here, here he is. He's going to have the big week, three points. The volume isn't what's lacking. 13 attempts, 35 yards, 2.7 per carry. It's horrible, truly horrible. So what do you do with Kenny Drake? Now he is the number 34 PPR running back. Kenyon Drake has been horrible through the first four weeks. I put out an article earlier this morning on the Instagram. Make sure you go follow the prophet on Instagram. I've got some articles up there each week about Kenyon and Drake. And I, I'm pretty much gonna read this for you because I, I think I did a pretty decent job at uh at, you know, sharing my thoughts on Kenyon Drake. So here we go. This should kind of clear the air on where I stand with Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake has been one of, if not the biggest bust of 2020. Through four weeks, Drake has accrued 38 fantasy points and ranks as the number 34 running back in PPR formats. He was drafted to be a top 12 running back. So what's so different this year? What has caused Drake to be considered the biggest bust thus far? Is he less efficient? Is the situation not as good as we thought? Maybe the O-line is to blame. Well, after digging deep into Drake's advanced metrics... I've come to a shocking conclusion. Nothing is really different about Drake this year. And that is the problem. We just expected Kenny Drake to be something that he's never been. A consistent, high-end fantasy option. In 2019, Drake averaged 12 carries per game, 1.8 red zone carries per game, 58 yards per game, 2.4 evaded tackles per game, and a juke rate of 15.5%, and .4 goal line carries per game. So far in 2020, not counting yesterday, Drake has averaged 18 carries a game, 2.7 red zone carries a game, 73 yards per game, three evaded tackles a game, a drew rate of 15.3 and 0.3 goal line carries per game. As you can see, Drake has seen a very slight decrease in his efficiency and receptions, but he never was what he was drafted to be. The problem with Drake this year is that he's the same as he's always been. A boomer bust running back who's dependent on favorable matchups and big plays. Go take a look at Kenyon Drake's fantasy game logs for every season. They look the same this year as they have in the past. And I think we can expect a huge game soon. He's got the Jets and then the Cowboys. But I think they're going to be followed by a few horrible weeks, too. That's just what Kenyon Drake does. That's what Kenyon Drake has always been in terms of fantasy football. Drake has hardly been a bust. He's performing the same way he always has. For some reason, though, we just thought he was going to do something he's never done, dating back to college even. I never understood the hype with Drake this year. I never really bought it for a second. However, you ha- However if you have Drake, I'd recommend holding on to him until he has a huge week. He's also a good buy low option since owners are more more than frustrated. Nevertheless, before you buy, establish in your mind that Kenyon Drake is not an elite consistent workhorse running back, and he never will be. Thank you for coming to this uh, week's episode of Read Along with a Prophet, Bedtime Stories, uh, Kenyon Drake. So, th- so those are pretty much my thoughts on Kenyon Drake. And I can elaborate a little more, kind of, you know, ad lib, you know, make it make it a little more fun. But yeah, the, the Kenyon Drake has never been what he was drafted to be. And I don't see why that's going to change a lot. Now, that being said, I, I think he will have a very big game against the Jets this week, and probably another good game against the Cowboys. But you can't bank on Kenyon Drake. So so. Do what you will with that information. That is my opinion on Kenyon Drake and and the comments. Uh, most people thought this was a good post. The, the main comment that I got the complaint at least is people saying, "Oh, you can't, you can't do that because he was with Adam Gase. You can't look at that. Oh, once once he was with the Cardinals last year, he looked great. And that's a valid point. However, I don't feel comfortable throwing away what a, a three and a half year Uh, sample size, and throwing that away and only taking into consideration, you know, eight weeks from last year. And even even in those weeks, listen to the game logs, 29 points, 10, 14, 7, 9, 40, 34, 17. Inconsistent, seven and nine, single digit points, 2.4 yards per carry in some of those games. He wasn't consistent. He really had inflated stats based on uh, two huge games, San Francisco game with 29 points, and then that Cleveland game where he had 40 with four touchdowns, and then the Seattle game with two touchdowns. His stats even last year were heavily inflated by really two games that made him appear as a much better fantasy option than he really was. And if you owned Kenyon Drake last year, you you know that. you You knew that he <laughs> he may have ranked highly at the end of the year in total points, but in terms of week-to-week fantasy production, Kenyon Drake was not what we purchased him to be, and he's showing us this year once again that he's going to be a boomer bust, needs big plays, needs good matchups. So that's, that's the end of Kenyon Drake, my little spiel about him. Let's get into some more fun players because Kenyon Drake isn't exactly a fun player. The next game that I want to talk about, two running backs from this game, Joe Mixon and James Robinson. Joe Mixon finally delivered the fantasy performance that we'd been hoping for. Soars back into the top eight fantasy PPR running backs. Welcome back, Joe Mixon. Welcome back. Three touchdowns, monster game, 151 yards, six yards per carry. Six targets, six receptions, 30 yards, and touchdown. That's what we want to see. Finally involved in the passing game. Finally involved in the passing game like he should be. What can we expect from Joe Mixon now? Because, because I hear a lot of people saying, sell Joe Mixon high. He had the breakout. It's, it's an illusion. Sell him high. He's not going to repeat. Okay, let me get this out of the way. Let me just throw this out there. I do not believe that Joe Mixon is going to put up 40 points a game. I don't think he'll put up 30. Heck, I don't think he'll put up 20 a game. But who are you going to realistically sell Joe Mixon for that's going to be better? And, and I, said this, I said this on a TikTok. I was like, guys, who are you selling Joe Mixon for? Who, who is this running back out there that you're selling high, Joe Mixon? Who, who are you getting? And I was basically saying there aren't any running backs with, with, with Nick, uh, Nick Chubb injured, Austin Eckler injured, Saquon injured. The running back pool is so thin, I don't think there's a running back comparable to Joe Mixon that you can buy. And I got some comments, Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders. Those were, you know, pretty realistic. Some people threw out Aaron Jones. No one is trading Aaron Jones for Joe Mixon. That's not going to happen. But I want to talk about Miles Sanders because that seems like a realistic trade possibility. <sighs> Why would you trade Joe Mixon for Miles Sanders? Why? Why would you do that? Miles Sanders hasn't been that good this year. Um, He's in a horrible situation. The Eagles look like a complete dumpster fire. They're heading in the wrong direction where the Bengals are kind of going up. So yeah, I like Miles Sanders from a talent perspective, but not as much as Mixon. And the situation is just as ugly, I think, for Miles Sanders. So, no, I wouldn't trade Joe Mixon for Miles Sanders. And that's not a selling high. That's a, uh, that's a fair trade, and I like the Joe Mixon side more. The other one is Josh Jacobs. Do we want to trade Joe Mixon for Josh Jacobs? No. Josh Jacobs had one huge game this year in which he averaged 3.7 yards per carry, which isn't that good. He just got three touchdowns. Wasn't that efficient. And he, he hasn't looked that phenomenal so far. He's had some hard matchups. He's got Kansas City, a buy and then Tampa Bay. It's not getting you know it's not downhill sledding from here by any means. So I like Josh Jacobs. I like him as a buy low, but you'd be you'd be a fool to sell Joe Mixon after a forty three point performance for Josh Jacobs coming off a nine point performance and then a ten point performance. That would just be idiotic. so who else who else is out there for you to trade Joe Mixon for after this forty three point game? I saw someone say David Montgomery, throw him into the conversation. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Joe Mixon puts up 43 points and you want to sell him high for David Montgomery? (laughs) What? Are you kidding me? No, no, listen. I'm a David Montgomery guy. I got an autographed jersey right behind me. I think he's going to have some great games, you know, with Carolina coming up. I I like David Montgomery as a buy low. If you're really saying trade Joe Mixon after a 43-point game for David Montgomery, coming off a 7-point performance and then a 10-point performance, Montgomery has one game over 15 points this year. In 2019, he had one, two, three, four games Over 15 points. Why would you ever think of trading Joe Mixon for David Montgomery? What the heck? What is wrong with you? Then the last guy I saw thrown out there was Jonathan Taylor. Trade Joe Mixon for Jonathan Taylor. And look, I like Jonathan Taylor. You guys know I'm a huge Jonathan Taylor fan. But I don't think that you should trade Joe Mixon after a 43 point game for Jonathan Taylor coming off eight points, 13 points. Now, Jonathan Taylor. Has some nice matchups coming up. Think he should bounce back. Goodbye low candidate. He's got Cleveland, Cincinnati, bye week, Detroit. I like Jonathan Taylor. But you can get way more for Joe Mixon in terms of value. So no, that's, a, that's another stupid trade. Jonathan Taylor isn't a workhorse running back yet. Heinz and uh, Wilkins, for some reason, were getting a lot of work. And Jonathan Taylor hasn't looked that great so far. I mean he's he's flashed, but he hasn't he he hasn't, you know, dominated in that backfield behind that line. And we gotta we gotta point out the obvious guys. Phillip Rivers looks horrible. That hurts the team. Those goal line opportunities aren't there because the, the Colts can't move the ball downfield because Rivers can't complete a pass. So no, don't trade Joe Mixon for the sake of trading Joe Mixon. Someone comes to you and says, Hey, I'll give you Kareem Hunt and uh and uh, Robbie Anderson for Joe Mixon, you know, something like that, a good deal after this huge Joe Mixon, then take it, yeah, yeah, take it. I'm not a Mixon fanboy, but guys, don't sell Joe Mixon high for the sake of selling him high. You guys don't realize Joe Mixon is an incredible running back, and people say, oh, he had one good game. No, he didn't. No, this isn't one good game. Joe Mixon has been a really good fantasy option for the past couple of years. This is the first really good game this year. In fact, this is the best game of his career, which is exciting that we're seeing this level of upside from him. But no, it's it's not a one-game flash. Come on, give me a break. The the Joe Mixon disrespect on TikTok is so absurd. I saw someone say, uh, I saw someone say Joe Mixon this was a comment. Someone said, Joe Mixon is not Elvin Kamara-type talent. If he, like, uh, if he can do better, he might be something like James Robinson. Joe Mixon might be something like James Robinson. What is wrong with you guys? So, some of you guys are, are, are just stupid. I'm sorry, but come on. Give Joe Mixon a little bit of respect after that performance. Come on. So that brings us to the next running back. We're only talking about a few. Just a few guys that I really think are important to talk about. James Robinson. This is a game got out of hand fast for the Jaguars. And James Robinson uh, did very well. 75 yards receiving or 75 yards on the ground, 4.4 yards per carry. And 32 yards receiving. Another very, very solid game. Didn't find the end zone. But if he does, that's a 20-point performance. He's got Houston, who just lost their head coach, and then Detroit. James Robinson, I still think, should be considered a top 10, top 12 guy moving forward. And uh, for those saying, should we trade Joe Mixon for James Robinson? No, I don't think so. Because I don't think many people understand that James Robinson is you know, here to stay, is legit. And, you know, as much as I like James Robinson, Joe Mixon is still more proven over the long run. So, no, I wouldn't do that trade. But I would try to secure James Robinson, although it's probably a little too late. But I love James Robinson, rest of year. Just want to get that out there. Now, DJ Chark came through. DJ Chark finally had the monster game. We've been hoping for ninety four five yards and a touchdown. He's got Houston and Detroit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Loving D.J. Chark. Loving D.J. Chark and LaVisca Chenault. uh, Really liking LaVisca Chenault. 86 yards, career high. Uh, Look for him as a flex option against these two horrible defenses, Houston and Detroit. Now, the next running back situation that I wanted to bring up is this uh, Nick Chubb-Kareem Hunt situation because Nick Chubb has been placed on injured reserve. He will miss significant time. Um, he's expected to return this season, but for right now, he's out of the picture. (sighs) Let it be noted that he's got the Giants and the Jets the weeks of the fantasy playoffs. So if you can trade for him, uh, like at some point, you know, week 10, maybe do that because, (laughs) but a Kareem Hunt, his value skyrockets. I already like Kareem Hunt. Uh, he was doing really well, even with Nick Chubb in there, the volume is going to increase. Kareem Hunt, top 10 running back rest of the season. If you've got him, consider him that. If you're trying to trade, consider him that. He's worth that much. That is that is actually a player that I would do the Joe Mixon trade. I would do Joe Mixon for Kareem Hunt. I really think I would do that trade. But yeah, unfortunate about Chubb, but really helps Joe Mixon's value. Or no, Kareem Hunt's. Goodness. I'm tired, guys. Alrighty. DeAndre Swift finally had a decent game. Got the got the touchdown, and I want to bring him up because he's got a bye week. Um, he's He's been looking pretty good even though he's gotten, like, no work. You know, five rush attempts is his high. He's getting some receiving work. I think he's going to uh, have some good games rest of season. He does have favorable matchups coming up against Jacksonville, Atlanta. He's got Washington and Carolina coming up. Uh, so DeAndre Swift is someone who he could be found on waivers right now because people are frustrated with the Lions. And if you, if you have an, a, an option to get Swift very cheap, do so. Grab Swift. All righty. All righty. Uh, who else should we talk about? Not, not a ton today. I'm not trying to do a huge podcast. I'm just trying to get through some of the more more important guys. Uh, So I'm going to skip down to, uh, all right, here we go. Here we go. Austin Eckler headed to injury reserve, expected to miss four to six weeks. Uh, I don't think we'll see Austin Eckler for a while. That would put him one, two, three, four, five, six. A week 11 return against Denver, then Buffalo, New England. Uh, Austin Eckler is out of the picture for now. This is a huge boost to Joshua Kelly. A lot of you know I, I've liked Joshua Kelly. He's coming off of two bad weeks. Carolina pretty much stifled him for the most part, had the fumble. And then Tampa Bay, he also had a fumble but didn't get much done, but he will have increased work. He's got the Jets in Miami coming up and then Jacksonville, so some favorable matchups. Uh, he's probably owned, but Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson both have massively increased um, um, value now. So loving those guys. Not exactly sure who's going to be the guy. I'm leaning Joshua Kelly right now just because I believe in him more from a talent perspective. But Justin Jackson is definitely worth rostering if he's on the waivers because it could become a 50-50 split like we saw with Eckler and Kelly early on and Eckler with Gordon in the past. So loving those guys too. Now, next running back I want to talk about. The running back position is so strange this year. So strange this year. Um, Antonio Gibson, oh yeah, there he goes. There Antonio Gibson goes. 13 attempts, 46 yards, and the touchdown. He got the five targets for four receptions and 82 yards, a great fantasy game, 22 fantasy points. Guys, all but one week, he has double-digit fantasy points. Rams, Giants, Dallas, Giants, Detroit, Cincinnati coming up as his schedule. That is so... Beautiful. That schedule is one of the most beautiful things I have ever laid my eyes upon. Holy smokes. I hope you guys took my advice and bought low on Antonio Gibson because the breakout happened and we're going to see, I think, very consistent uh, low-end RB2 numbers with the upside in the receiving work. So massive game for Antonio Gibson, the breakouts here. The next guy I want to talk about, though, is J.K. Dobbins because he hasn't had the breakout. He hasn't had the breakout yet. And it's it's a little frustrating because we're watching Mark Ingram do better fancy-wise and be not that good. And we're watching Gus Edwards getting more touches. And we're watching Dobbin, uh, Dobbins, you know, week week uh, three, he had uh, one, one attempt. Week four, he had five attempts. He's just not getting the volume. But I think things are going to change. I think it won't be long until we see the J.K. Dobbins takeover. Now is your time to buy low. J.K. Dobbins could realistically end up on the waiver wires this week. Cincinnati and Philadelphia coming up, nice matchups. I think it won't be long till we see the J.K. Dobbins takeover, and with his price being this cheap, it doesn't matter if he, he takes over soon or not because you're not going to have to give up anything to get him. So J.K. Dobbins is the next buy low running back. Last weeks were Joe Mixon and uh, and uh, Antonio Gibson, and now I'm gonna be preaching the J.K. Dobbins buy low. Alrighty, uh only a couple more before we head out tonight. Um, Jonathan Taylor and David Montgomery. They played this game. It was ugly. It was gross. The quarterbacks were so bad. It was. It was. I watched this game. I had the unfortunate pleasure to watch this game. And no one could do anything on the ground game because it would be like first down and the quarterback would throw a ball into the dirt and they it just screwed everything up. But David Montgomery, I still stand by what I've been saying, that Montgomery is going to be an RB2 this year. He's one RB away from being in top 24 right now, uh, even though he only has one really good game this week or this year. Now, he does have Tampa Bay which is going to be a a bad game, most likely, against Tampa Bay. And I'm probably not starting him in that. But you're going to have some opportunity to buy low. And a lot of you guys on TikTok are like, oh, you keep saying buy low. Well, I got to give you a lot of players to buy low on because you all are in different leagues with different situations, with different owners. So I can't just give you all one buy low. Uh, But David Montgomery, 7 points, 10 points. Tampa Bay, we can expect a pretty bad game, I would say. And then he's got Carolina. I I think things will turn around for David Montgomery. Not in a massive way. I've been saying this for um, almost a year now. I don't think David Montgomery will ever be an elite fantasy option, a superstar. But I think he will provide safe RB2 numbers. Jonathan Taylor, it's getting a little frustrating. He had 17 carries, Hines and Wilkins combined for 18 carries, Wilkins averaged a nice 1.7 yards per carry and, and Hines averaged 2.7 yards per carry. What are they doing? Why is Taylor not a workhorse yet? I don't understand it. Uh, the, re- the saving grace, Cleveland-Cincinnati bye week, Detroit, three amazing matchups. Um, I think the breakout is coming sooner rather than later. I'm still preaching bye low on Jonathan Taylor. He's another guy, just a perennial the breakout will happen. Not sure when, but every week it doesn't happen. We get a week closer to it happening. So Jonathan Taylor, if you can still grab him, I know a lot of you already have. A lot of you drafted him because I've, I hyped him up a lot. but I still think Jonathan Taylor is someone that you want to grab. And uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I'm not going to talk as much about Josh Jacobs I don't think he's the best buy low because I don't think people are that frustrated with him yet. Um, if he comes on against Cincinnati and has a bad game, you know, a third straight bad, bad game, and then goes to the buy and then comes in against Tampa Bay and puts up another bag. People are going to be panicking and then he'll be a great buy low. Uh, but right now, I don't think owners are to the point where they're going to be trading away their first round pick at a massive discounted value based on a couple bad performances. where some of these other buy lows are, are third round picks, fourth round picks that aren't returning that third round, fourth round value. And that's where you get these awesome buy lows. So Josh Jacobs expect things to get a bit better. Um, they, they really have had some horrible matchups. New Orleans, good defense. New England, they, you know, they focused, let's stop Josh Jacobs. That was their game plan. And then Buffalo, another great defense. So it just really has, I think, been a lot in part to the matchups. The matchups have been bad. So Josh Jacobs, I do expect to bounce back. Don't panic if you have him. He's a good enough running back. Still wouldn't recommend trading Joe Mixon for Josh Jacobs because Josh Jacobs gets Kansas City in a bye week and then Tampa Bay, that's three more potential very bad weeks for Josh Jacobs. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to do those trades that people were talking about on TikTok. So yeah, there we go. That's, that's the end of this podcast. A little bit shorter, I think, than, than usual. Uh, 28 minutes, got it under 30 minutes, which is always the goal. Now, before I go, I want to thank today's podcast sponsor, The Scruffy. If you guys don't know what the scruffy is, I made some TikToks about it a while back, but they are sponsoring the podcast. It is, it is the, the future of men's and women grooming. It's, it's a device. It's got, I think, five different razor blades on it. And you can shave the back of your neck. All my guys, listen. You can shave the back of your neck in between haircuts in like 10 seconds. And you're going to look at this thing and go, oh, no, I'm going to decapitate myself. No. You're not. It's actually safe. I, 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 I'm I, going to say I tried it, but I don't. I use it. I use it pretty much every week. I use it to trim up the back of my neck in between haircuts. And this thing is safe. It does an excellent job at getting a, a nice close neck shave and makes me look neat and tidy. And uh, I've got a friend who is a college swimmer and he was talking about, you know, for meats, they got to shave their legs. And I i him, I'm like, hey, try this out. See if this cuts down time shaving your legs. And he did it. And it worked. No nicks, no cuts, no nothing. It works. Profit approved. The Scruffy is profit approved, guys. Go to Scruffy right now. Scruffy.com, I think is the domain, the Scruffy. Just type in the Scruffy.com. Yeah, there it is. And uh, you can get this product. It's, it's pretty darn cheap. 24 bucks for the device. You can use the promo code. Yeah, I've got a promo code because I'm awesome. You can use the promo code, the profit. You can get a nifty little discount. Uh, and, and the razor blades, I know you're saying, oh, five razor blades. I'm going to have to spend so much money replacing those. Every-. No, the razor blades are like five bucks a blade. It's so cheap. It's so cheap. It's so affordable. With a promo code, the profit your scruffy is going to be deducted to 18 bucks. 18 bucks. That's that's a great deal. And let me find, yeah, the, the exact price of the razor blade. So a pack of five blades is five bucks. That's a dollar per blade. That's that's an incredible price. And let's let's see. Can we throw in our little, our little the profit, the profit, uh promo code so we got the scruffy and our five pack of razor blades for 23 bucks in total 23 bucks for the scruffy with the blades and then an extra five packs of blades an incredible deal make sure you order your scruffy today to have a neat and tidy back your neck and if you're a woman who shaves your legs or a dude who shaves your legs Uh, then try it out because it genuinely works. It's profit approved in both categories. Thank you so much for The Scruffy sponsoring this podcast. Go order yours today on either thescruffy.com or Amazon.